Welcome to Season 2 of the Out of Sight Sports Podcast. It is great to be back. It sure has been a while. I'm here with Crawford Edwards, and we have a special guest and one of my closest friends, Nathan Dillard, joining the episode later today in the pod. But anyways, in today's episode, the main focus is going to be our Atlanta Hawks and their improbable playoff run and what's made it possible. Despite an off night from Trey Young until the 4th, the Hawks were able to end the process and send Joel and the 76ers to Cancun in Game 7 Sunday night. Don't forget Atlanta didn't have their best perimeter defenders in DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish either. Kevin Herter had a game-changing performance in Game 7. Tell me your takeaways from this performance and what you see in his future, guys. Since you are our guest, you start, Dillard. Well, Josh, I would like to first thank you for having me on. Oh, absolutely, um, man, absolutely. And so, uh, yeah, we can kind of see where Kevin Herter explodes in um, this Game 7. Um, as we take a look back at Game 6, um, I'm just going to read off a few stats. He had 17 points with uh, 7 for 15 field goals and 11 rebounds. Um, this kind of was a, the spark into Game 7, I think. And um, moving on from that, I think you know he's going to get only better. I mean, take a look at him. He's only 22 years old, a young talent, and, I mean, he can only get better. Uh, game 7, I mean, he had 27 points with 10 of 18 field goals and 7 rebounds. I mean, he's, he exploded there in the fourth quarter, as we can see, and I, I just think he's going to get only better from here. Yeah, man, those are some great takeaways, dude, for sure. But, um, Crawford, what do you think about it? Well, it was one of the most intense Game 7s I've ever seen. The night after, we just saw one of the most intense Game 7s with Bucks and Nets. But, man, was this one really special for us to see. Kevin Herter's been having a really big postseason. We never wavered at any moment in that series. There was some really disappointing loss, especially at Game 6 with the free throw line. I thought, oh my God, I've never seen us act like this before. But the takeaways from the game is, you know, just how special Trey Young is. And we use that word special because you can't quite describe it or compare it to any other player because he's not Steph Curry. He's not James Harden. He's Trey Young. I mean, that's really something that gives us peace at least for that draft night when everyone said we had a bust but from the beginning we knew what we had and now we get to finally see it that's just the best feeling in the world yeah and it really has been a pleasure getting to see his game evolve and i mean i knew it was coming all right but anyways is there anything else you want to add well unfortunately we have to talk about ben simmons because everyone is talking about ben simmons I don't know if that's the thing about big markets, but I'm not going to start whining about that. No one's really talking about how great the Hawks were. They're talking about how terrible Philadelphia was and where is Ben Simmons going to go or why he refuses to shoot the ball. You know, that's fine. Go ahead and ask yourselves those questions because we have conference finals to get ready for. Yeah, I mean, I just don't really understand how um, the media can't, talk about how Nate McMillan took a 14-20 and 20 team that was in 11th place to the conference finals. And with them being in the conference finals, you can make the debate that they're a top-four team in the NBA. And yeah. I know that might not be true on paper, but they are one of the four teams left. Am I, am I wrong? No, Trey is a top-ten player right now. Okay, and um, yeah, as, a, as, a, as an Atlanta fan, I mean, you can only – take what we can see from Ben Simmons in, game, in all four quarters from game one through seven. I'm just going to start reading off these atrocious stats. 
I mean, game one, you see he had two for two uh, in the fourth quarter. Game two, zero for zero. Game three, one for one. Game four through seven, he scored zero points in the in the fourth quarter. That is atrocious. Wait, wait, how many field goal attempts did he try in those last four? Not a single one. Not, yeah. not a single. Really? Didn't try. <laughs> a, didn't try a single one. Okay, and he got an all-star bid over Trey. Is that correct? That yes. is and a former first-round pick as well right. to go on. But he is a... Unbelievable defender. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. No, no, trust me, I'm not, dude. I mean, the fact that he no-showed like that, honestly, I mean, at this point in his career, I think I thought they were far enough to, um, I think that I thought that they were far enough in their process to be able to get over the hump, but. Kevin Herter ended the process. Exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. But anyways, it was such an amazing feeling being on the side whose heart wasn't broken. Random but fun fact, Herter was an outfielder and teammates with Braves pitcher Ian Anderson in high school in Clifton Park, New York. The two led their team to a state championship in 2016, and hopefully they can bring rings to Atlanta as well. But anyways, I'm so excited to be talking about my Hawks during the playoffs. Nonetheless, them matching up in the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time since 2015 and the second time since relocating in 68. As someone who's a lifelong Hawks fan... It is beautiful to finally see a group that has each other's backs like family. They also bring that swagger and attitude we don't see from Atlanta teams. This group is different. When everybody was doubting Trey, it was infuriating. I knew this day would come like I was saying earlier, and he has proved so many people wrong. When he beat Kansas 85-80 to in 2018, a team that later went on to go to the Final Four, I knew he was the man. But anyways, how are you feeling about tonight's game, Crawford? That's a great question. I think we have to get a gut check of what both teams are feeling right now. The Bucks just beat the Nets, who they didn't have you know the full health that they wanted, but they did beat an extremely, incredibly built squad, nonetheless. And had they had everyone, that'd be the best team on paper. But still, they have some sort of ego going on with them that they did just kind of beat the team that everyone was saying, no doubt is going to win the championship, especially when the Lakers lost. Now, with the Hawks, we just beat the Philadelphia 76ers. And we've come from, not nothing, but we've come a long, long way, even this season before Meg McMillan. And that's a real clash of uh, confidence, I think. But what it's going to come down to is not wavering from what got you there in the first place. And I just think there's something scrappy about this Hawks team. This sort of nothing to lose mentality that lets them play free. And with Bucks, it's championship or bust. Giannis is under a lot of pressure. So uh, I'm going to go with the advantage Hawks. Yeah, I feel really good about it. I was going to be sick if we had a chance to avoid the Nets and then blew that game seven. Not that the Bucks aren't a fantastic team or anything. But you damn well better believe that I would rather play the Nets, who have KD, Kyrie, who would most likely be back for the series, and a one-legged James Harden. One-legged or not, it's still the beard. Anyways, I think this is going to be an absolute war of a series, and I cannot wait. You're damn right about that James Harden point. And that's still one of the best scorers of all time. What are you scoring 36 points uh, a couple seasons ago? All that 30-point game streak that he was on where was any of that 
especially in game six. I don't think he uh, did much at all. I don't know if he scored at all. And either way, he should be able to come up with something better than that. But I, I, I can't um, get on to him about a, uh, his hamstring injury because I certainly know how that how pain can go. That's tough for him for to pull that off anyway. But nevertheless, it seems like he's uh, been really inconsistent from regular season to postseason his whole career. Yeah, man, those are some really great points. He has come up short many times in his career when we expected him to do more. But um, there wasn't really much he could do. I still got to give him a shout-out for playing on that hurt leg. But anyways, I'm going to shift the focus back to the Hawks-Bucks series. John Collins is definitely going to be the X factor in this series, if you ask me, and his help defense when it comes to containing Antetokounmpo because, I mean, that's not even really possible. And, I mean, just containing him is a win, you know? But um, he did more than just dunk to help the Hawks beat the Sixers in their matchup. He also provided important defensive help for Capella against Embiid, like I was saying. But, Crawford, how do you think the Hawks can contain the Greek freak if that's even possible? I think that's a good point you just made is how John Collins can help Capella on defense, and they're both about the same height. But it really is going to take more than one person to slow them down. Like you said, you don't stop a superstar. You can only slow them down. And just to wear them out and tire them throughout the game so that way when it comes down to the fourth quarter and Middleton passes the ball, maybe he'll drop it again this time. Or maybe he'll miss both free throws. Do everything we can to make it hard on him and exhaust him. And I think our best defense is our best offense if we can just score more points. Um, looking at the season stat, playoff stats for both teams, we are scoring more points than them than they did against Brooklyn as we did against the Sixers and the Knicks. So, yeah, if our shooting is there, we can definitely just win that way. Yeah, Collins is definitely going to have to be very defensively efficient if we want to win this series and pull this off and go to our first NBA final since the merger. But um, other options for the Hawks include rookie Big O and Solomon Hill. DeAndre Hunter, who was part of the defensive plan on Andre DeCoupo during the regular season, is obviously out for the remainder of the postseason following knee surgery last week. On the latest news, it's great to hear from a little bird app we all have that Cam Reddish will be upgraded to questionable for this series. I'm sure he's excited to get back and play. Yeah, for real. We really, really need that, man. No doubt. Because when the 76ers were firing off of all cylinders, hitting all those threes, man, it was getting ugly. And we cannot <laughs> let that happen. But fortunately, I don't I don't know. I don't quite think the Bucks have the same shooters. Because, I mean, obviously, Joel, Joel Embiid. That was I heard from a little bird app that we all have. The Cam Reddish has been upgraded to questionable for game one, which is going to be really excited to see if he can play and how well he can play. I know he's been dying to play, of course, but he's another option for us to score. He's a slasher, cuts to the basket very well. He's extremely athletic. He's come a long way from his days at Duke, where he wasn't eating healthy or anything like that. He's taken everything very seriously since then. Yeah, man, I bet Cam is absolutely ecstatic to get to be able to play in his first playoff game. Nonetheless, the, an Eastern Conference playoff game. 
it's really just great news for the Hawks because obviously with Dre being out, we were already struggling. And when we heard the news that Cam was going to be day-to-day and he ended up not being able to play in that series, that really did hurt us even though we were able to escape out of the lines then with the W. Next, I want to talk about this very interesting quote from Coach McMillan after Game 7 and the confidence he has in our young superstar. He's fearless. The opponents have to guard for that. He would take a shot if he's open, regardless of how many shots he has missed. And we saw how many shots he had missed, and once he finally heated up in that fourth quarter, man, that was so big for us. And the fact that he was able to show up when it mattered the most really shows a lot about him and his first run in the playoffs so far. And I mean, most players don't even get to go on a run on their first appearance. And we're already in the conference finals, man. This is crazy. But anyways, back to you, Nate. What do you take away from this quote? Well, Josh, I think it's I think it's great that a uh, coach can believe in his players like that. And I mean, it's really magical to see what he has done um, from the time that he entered in um, after Lloyd Pierce was fired midway through the season. I mean, uh, he's like, I think he's the best thing that's happened, you know, for us. And, you know, he's only going to he's only going to continue to do great things, lead us uh, hopefully to a championship, Josh. And, um, you know, I think he's here to stay. Yeah, man, I do too. And, I mean, I think there will be an uproar if he's not our coach next season. But I feel 100% certain the Hawks will be smart enough to bring him back, especially since we have better ownership now as opposed to before 2015. Lastly, I want to go back to a point in this series where the momentum switched, game four. I don't think people understand how crazy it is that Trey dropped 25 points and dished out 18 assists versus a team with three all-NBA defenders. Young only had two turnovers as well. Obviously, he struggled with his jumper, but they got the dub to tie the series, and he was making plays all over the place, becoming the youngest player in the history of the NBA to record 18 assists in a playoff game. Then obviously, the next game, the Hawks came back from down 26, and we all thought that game was over. And that's really where it switched. But anyways, I'm really looking forward to tonight's game. It's going to be a great one. With that being said, thank you for tuning in to Episode 8 of the Out of Sight Sports Podcast. I'm so glad to be back doing this, and I can't wait to see you all next week. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.